Note to self, never keep deadlines. Or I guess if you never make deadlines, you can't keep, but you know, you know how it is. You know, I think the world knows what you mean. I think they know what I mean as well. Ladies and gentlemen, note to self. Always have something written down before you decide to do something creative. I'm the Oracle of Ominous, the architect of the Wicked Nemesis. And joining me is my hetero life mate and tag team partner extraordinaire, the human blur after last week, the human echo, Joshua Hagen. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing a lot better now that there's not an echo on my voice. I don't know what mm-hmm. happened, but you know what? I'm glad that that wasn't my new gimmick. Yes, we had to put a stop to that very, very quickly. Thank you to everybody that checked out the last episode. This is episode two of Note to Self. We've been uh, discussing a lot of things offhand. First of all, wrestling. WrestleMania 32 on ESPN tonight. We're not going to have WrestleMania Live next week. We'll have something. But, uh, Josh, whew. Uh, I know you've heard some of the reports of people being sick, getting sent home. Yeah, I uh, I hear more and more people are getting quarantined or sent home, and uh, you know that you got to do what you got to do. People realize it's not just about their safety; it's the safety of other people that's around them. So, you know, they're I, I'm I'm just amazed that they're doing as much as they are right now to still put the show on, and this is costing them millions of dollars, like in lost money by continuing to go forward because you could have just said, Oh, we'll do it afterwards. But they're like, no, we're going to give the fans what they, what they want. I myself am very happy that that's happening. So I'll continue to be happy about it. I know a lot of people like, asking it for it to be canceled, but you know, some people aren't. No, no, just, let's just do it and let's have fun. But you know what I have been doing though, while waiting for WrestleMania, watching a that? lot of, watching a lot of Netflix. Oh God. I'm watching all kinds of stuff. Like I binge watching Supernatural. I've never seen the whole show, seen parts of it here and there. And I had a lot of friends that watch it. And uh I'm on like I think I'm on like near either the end of season four or just started season five, but kind of going through it. Enjoying it. Good show. Well, I've not been binge watching anything. I'm waiting for uh Angie to come back up here from quarantine so I can actually start back watching my shows, as my grandmother used to say. So let me ask a question then. What have you gone back and rewatched since you've been in lockdown? Uh, just a couple of uh, matches and some highlight reels. Uh, some of Bishop and my old stuff for uh, Pro South. That's been about it. It's been wrestling going back and watching, but uh, when it comes to Entertainment, uh, it's been new things left and right. There's so much up on YouTube. I haven't even had to go into another app. And, of course, playing Diablo 3. Oh, very nice. So i to get my season, everyone, my season character down, you know. We, we play video games because we're, we're proud nerds, and I'm okay with that. I play uh, on my Xbox a lot. I play World of Warcraft because I'm a super nerd, and I'm very proud of that. And I play one game at a time. As anyone that knows me can tell you, I'm playing Diablo 3. I know I'm years and years and years and years behind, but still fun to me. But yeah, I've been oh, going back and watching a lot, of, a lot of wrestling. So now when you're watching a lot of wrestling, besides matches of 
people that you're personally involved with, like what, uh, what do you look for when you're looking at matches? Like, what do you go back and look for? Uh, for old matches, nostalgia, but when it comes to, I like to watch a lot of independent matches, especially people Mm -hmm. that we know, even ones that I'm not managing or have that close of a relationship with. If I know you talk to you on a regular basis, I'm definitely watching your matches, but, uh, I went back and watched Hogan and rock from WrestleMania 18. I believe it was and damn good match. Like six six bumps that entire match still amazing. Okay. I actually went back recently and watched Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, ready because for the I mean, slam. well, the the thing about it is neither one of them were amazing technicians in the ring. But if you tell me that you saw that live and you weren't excited at that moment in time, you're lying. Because I got the Henry every, Rollins. Dude, I got I got so pumped up watching that when I was a little kid. Yeah, I got pretty pumped up. Those two were not two of my favorites back then. I was a huge uh, Jimmy Snooker fan. Jimmy Superfly Snooker fan. Well, of course, he's the Superfly. Super, super, superfly. Before everything that may or may not have happened. Yes, allegedly. Uh, allegedly indeed i will still go back and watch uh, i you one of my favorite tag team feuds as far as like wwf era like in that same era what watching the british bulldogs wrestle the heart foundation still some of my favorite matches and very fond of i was even fond of when they brought in dangerous danny davis <laughs> see i did I didn't care for them. It wasn't until I was older that I actually gave a crap about the Heart Foundation. And British Bulldogs, of course, you know, they had Matilda. So, oh, yeah. you know, I love them. I like they stole the dog, and then they had the little leash that was like the invisible dog, and they were bringing it out. There's a, I don't know, they, they did some, some silly stuff, but I don't know. Once they got in the ring, and a lot of it ties back to um, Bret Hart and uh, Dynamite Kid up at uh, Stampede. Up in Calgary. Dude, some of their matches from up there were insane and amazing. Well, I think Calgary opened a lot of doors for a lot of people, just as uh, Atlanta has for a lot of people. Calgary was something else, a big mix and match. And I think Atlanta has that going for it right now. That's just my opinion. So much going on around there, but uh, you know, I, you know, I try to keep it to people we know, just in case. Like, hey, man, I got this matchup. I saw it. We talk about the bad or the good. It's like a promo. You know when it's bad. You know when it's good. Oh yeah. What's What's great is like you you post uh, like links to videos from just even just a few years ago, and uh, was it uh, people see their matches and they're like, oh, I forgot I did that. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be doom. Doom, doom. When you listen to this, doom, realize this. You can't steal from yourself. You're just doing your moves that you haven't done in a while. It's not stealing. It's okay. You can steal from, you can steal from yourself because it's just your moves. For anybody who doesn't know, go check out Trevor Eon on Twitter. 
Amazing stuff. Uh, yeah, I went back through and looked at some of the old files from ZAW I had, and I thought I had posted all the matches. I had not. I still got one more match to post, and it's uh, Spiral against Logan Creed. Oh, nice. That was, that was a good match. That was a really good match. Hell of a wrestler. Hell of a wrestler. And you know what? Where they are both right now, I'd love to see them work again. Oh, yeah, as especially much- Logan. Just even just mentally maturing as both of them have, I think that things that they would do now would be incredible. I think what uh, Logan's able to do and what Logan is doing at this point at the, you know, once again, everything being shut down has stopped a lot of people. Uh, Of course, Spiral has went in to the studio. I'm waiting for that uh, new CD release. Any day now, but any day now, waiting on the phone. No, waiting on my cameo too. By the yeah, I'm I'm wondering why I haven't been uh, asked to be a backup dancer on some kind of video or something. Just saying. I think his videos are done in his studio by himself, and he should definitely have already hit you up. Spiral, we're waiting on our phone call. Yeah. So right now there has been a lot of content put out. I know that the iHeart radio concert from home is going on right now as we record this. Have you been able to catch up on some of people's uh, social media and what they're doing at home? Um, it's kind of weird because now it's like everyone's doing like a weird post a picture challenge, post a challenge with this post this it's like a bunch of challenges um or people complaining like i I, it's when people weren't stuck inside they would always tell you what they did inside but now that they're always inside it's like they don't want to mention it so it's kind of it's kind of weird so like when you when i go through my timeline it's not like hey hanging out watching a movie tonight because now it's like all i do is watch movies i'm not going to post i'll post it we'll do a, a challenge picture or I'll complain that I have to be home. So I've kind of just like started skimming through my, my news feed on Facebook or other social media sites. And I'm just like, and I'm going to log back onto Warcraft. And I'm done. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, I like that some people have been able to do things in training by themselves and alone, be able to record it to go back and watch posting it that's very good i like that a lot of people have been able to go out and show a different side of their gimmick yes. some people are only known and some people have stayed in gimmick the entire time which i do love that is amazing i will give credit to um the trainees from victory championship wrestling the victory wrestling academy uh they have a a group for just the trainees that since they can't go to training, they're all working on their promos and it's something that they can do to better themselves. And it's, I give them a lot of credit because a lot of them took it upon themselves to start it up and no one asked them to do it. And it's just, it just shows you that some of these people actually do want to get better. And I'm, I'm impressed that uh, a lot of them have done that. That's the main thing is keep content out there. There's a lot of people looking, a lot of extra eyes looking for a lot of content 
some type of entertainment. So, I mean, if you get it out there, then you're able to have, if even you pick up one booking, one booking from the content you're able to put out while you're in lockdown, then you're, you're good. It's golden. It's already paid for itself. Oh, and, and since there's a lot of eyes, a lot of ears, and people are listening to podcasts, if anyone listening knows Billy Corgan, tell him that the breakdancing wrestler from Birmingham, Alabama, wants his VHS tape back. He's got. And what would that VHS tape be? He, he has my copy of Stranglemania 3. When I met him in Birmingham, he, uh, we hung out for a while, me, him, and Seth Skyfire, and he has my VHS copy of Stranglemania 3. And uh, he gave us tickets to the concert, and I thought I was going to get it back because I figured he was going to watch it at the hotel or something, and I kind of thought I was getting it back from him that night, but they had to leave early, and I haven't seen him since then. And I just I tell you what, you can keep the VHS copy, if you just want to give me some bookings at NWA, but as of right now, my main priority is just getting the VHS tape back. Cause that was a pretty good tape. And we would make sure that you have a big smooth Lufala on top of that. Oh yeah. Or the Scott Patterson plug. Maybe he can make him a throne. Ooh. I'm sure Billy Corgan would like that made out of marble and wood. Ooh. The big, smooth, smashed pumpkin. That sounds good. I bet he'd do it with his bare hands. Probably so. That man's got some big, big hands. I wonder uh, how many references to smashing pumpkins you could throw out that big, smooth would actually pick up on. One. Probably one. What, the world is a vampire? Maybe. I mean, Maybe. <laughs> he, I mean, if you, if you did think about it though, like with everything he's been through and despite all of his rage, I mean, he's still just a rat in a cage. But aren't we all? Yeah. That's a great song. Uh, but you know, as we get older, I sit back and think, I'm like, I used to be a little boy. <laughs> oh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, and uh, just saying, you know, what I choose is my choice. Yeah, exactly. To do. What's funny? It's the killer in you. Which uh, we are on Spotify, so I can sing. I can honestly say that uh, hopefully Billy Corgan remembers the VHS tape because he actually said it. Um, we were at a, a club in Birmingham, Alabama, and it was uh, it was late at night. And when there's it's late at night, you have nothing to do everyone ends up going to the quest club. Um, everyone's gone to the quest because it's a 24 hour bar that never closes ever. Like it's closed right now because of the pandemic and that's, you know, a given, but normally they're open seven days a week, 365 days a year, 25, 24 hours a day. And uh, me and Seth Skyfire, when we were rooming together, we're bored one night. Like, let's just, go play pool or something. And we went up there. All these people started like rushing to the back or something. And we're like, what, where's everybody going? And Billy Corgan was out there with his bodyguard and his like tour manager. And they were just having a drink at the club because it was open and they were performing the next day. 
and all everybody there wanted to talk to him about music. They're like, oh, your album this and your music that and the meaning of this song and this, blah, blah, blah. And you could tell he was just kind of like wanted to have a drink. So I went over there. I was like, hey, man, I got a question for you. He's like, yeah. And I was like, how fun was it sitting on the front row of that ECW pay-per-view? He goes, dude, it was so much fun. And we just started talking about wrestling. Uh, at the end of it, he's like, dude, I'm never going to forget this. And he goes, what you and he goes, I'm talking to a breakdancing pro wrestler and a skateboarding pro wrestler at a 24-hour transvestite bar in Birmingham, Alabama at like 4 in the morning. He goes, I'll always remember this night. I went, sweet. So hopefully when someone goes, hey, you got Stranglemania 3 VHS from some breakdancing wrestler in Birmingham, he'd be like, oh, I do have that tape. Hold on, let me get it to him. And I can get Then you can get that tape back. Yeah. Hashtag give O'Hagan his VHS. Hashtag give O'Hagan Stranglemania back, please, for the love of God. Yeah. Or bookings. That's a little too long, right? Yeah. Well, we can do a lot of hashtags like VHS or bookings. Hey, note to self, hashtags don't do anything on Facebook. Uh-oh. Well, no. A whole other note to self. Dude, that's because think about it. On Twitter, the hashtags actually do something. Like it links you to something or it, it gets things trending, things like that. On Facebook, you're just typing hashtag and it does nothing. So why even put a hashtag on Facebook? I think so. So many people are in the habit of doing it on Twitter. Yeah, but and some people do it ironically. Yeah, you gotta you gotta double tap pictures on Facebook to like them, or do you have to click the like button? Ah, see, that's like an Instagram thing, right? Is what I'm missing? Yeah, I think so. Okay, pretty sure because I have an Instagram, but I don't use it. I have no idea. People get why I would put a picture of my ugly face up there. So no. Well, you've been posting a lot of pictures of yourself lately that are old pictures, but I mean, granted you have a mask on in every picture and you're like, hey, you're yeah, not, exactly. look how young I look. And you're wearing a mask. I'm like, yeah, you yep. look so young. In the picture. <laughs> yeah. Those pictures were from eight years ago. I was like, Oh my goodness. I've forgotten how long ago that I had taken those. But Mount Chiha. Oh man. But Oshido Mount Chiha. Nothing wrong with that. Nowadays, people just great. Note to self, get more pictures. Yeah, I know. I'm a, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do a photo shoot while I'm in quarantine. Oh, God. Yeah, don't worry. I'm breaking out the lion suit for this one, baby. Oh, the lion suit. For those that don't know, uh, Josh has a lion suit that he breaks out about once a year. Yeah, I wore it to Raw in Nashville. It was great. Because it's the a bit of a, uh, it's fun times. What's well, a women's lion suit made for like festivals and raves and stuff? And I can just so happen to fit into this particular one. And it's like kind of like a shimmery, shiny skin with a hood with the big furry ruffles in the tail. So it it's I tell people it's a cross between like Boogie Nights and the Lion King because it's got like this low cut on the top part, and you're like. Wow, that's very uh, feminine. And you're like, yep, 
Like, why are you wearing it? Because I can, and I'm secure enough to. Because I'm the Boogie King. I am the Boogie King. That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Raw, 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 raw. I'm very weird. Oh well, aren't we all? Especially if you're listening to this podcast, you know a little bit about the weird. So we'll give you a pass on that. Oh yeah. So okay, I told you a weird story about uh, Billy Corgan. We're good. Yeah. I need, I need one. Give me, give me, give me something. Give me a weird story here for the listeners to, so they can listen to it. Uh, 2004, I think it was, maybe 2003, Billy Corgan was at the uh, music hall. And at the time, Orion Bishop and my friend Brian were bouncers there. So I was looking for a place to get high. So I go to Nico. I say, Nico, where can I go get high? He said, upstairs on top of the building. There's a way through one of the side dressing rooms. Cool, thanks. I go in, and there's Billy Corgan eating a hot dog with a plastic fork and a plastic knife. And, of course, me, I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't. He goes, what are you doing? Get out of here. I stopped, and I was like, hey, I was just looking for a place to get high. And he says, don't you know who I am? Which made me snap for about five seconds. I told him that, uh, yeah, he's the douchebag from Smashing Pumpkins. I like his music, but uh, he can suck my dick. And I walked by him, walked outside, and smoked a joint on the music hall. Nice. That's the only time I've ever met Billy Corgan. I wonder, is it because he didn't want people to know he ate hot dogs? I guess with a plastic fork and knife. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just, I was just looking for a place to get high. It's not kosher. Ah, get out of here. I'm a, <laughs> the shame. <laughs> oh, God. I think he's part of the uh, PJF. He, uh, the pro generation. Oh, yeah. He, uh, well, that's unique. There's a, uh, there's a great meme, and it was, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and it was like four pictures of Jeff Goldblum, and it said, uh, people always ask me, uh, is it Goldblum or Goldblum? And I tell them all the same thing. Why the fuck are you talking to me? <laughs> I'm like that's about right if you're talking Jeff Goldblum <laughs> the more I learn about Jeff Goldblum the more I really appreciate him <laughs> well he seems to be one of those guys that's just in his own little universe and everybody else is just along for the ride yeah yeah I kind of I kind of admire that about him there's a great picture of him with like two young girls and he's got his arm around one and the other one he's got his like hand around her neck choking her and they're like on the dance floor dancing and I'm like damn Goldblum's <laughs> taking control of this situation he's like don't worry guys I got this yeah, yeah I don't I'm know. a doctor <laughs> he's, he's like they're like you're a doctor he's like whatever Shut up. <laughs> I play one on TV and in the movies yes and I was fly <laughs> flies off <laughs> as long as there's no help me involved. Uh, that was a good that was a good oh, Baxter Stockman himself. The fly was a really good one. That was a great movie. Gina Davis. Good stuff. Yes, always good stuff with Gina Davis. Note to self. Gina Davis should work in more movies. Yes. She was saying, you know, what was that? Long Kiss Good Night. With, with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, right?
Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, you also missed Debbie Hawkins. Such a good movie. Oh man, I. Uh, speaking of good, good stuff, I'm just going to tell people if you haven't watched all of Sabrina Teenage Witch yet, get on, uh, get on it. Uh, I'm that person. Uh, but you got to wait until the quarantine. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's good. It is good. Uh, at first, when I watched it, I was like, "Hey." This ain't that kid, Sabrina, but I did appreciate that it was like all the characters from it. You're like, I like absolutely like because you think about it, you're like, oh, they're witches. You're like, this show's like, no, 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 no. This is what it would really be like. <laughs> witches are a little yeah. darker than just like being able to talk to cats. Like this, there's, yep. there's a little evil side to this too. Like, well, they have to get their power from somewhere. Exactly. Which I was really impressed though, the first season, um, when they first showed you like the Dark Lord, I was like, oh damn, like they, they, they're really giving you some symbolism here with this one. This is a, that's a very intense, scary, dark, this is not a kid show. I don't know, they were like, how can we make Baphomet real? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I have an idea. Although, they're like since Anton LaVey's dead. I do need a, I do need more Salem in my life with the show though. Salem was always oh definitely. I, I do kind of that's the one thing that made the kids the kids version really good was that Salem was just a smart ass. Yeah, I can't think of the guy's name that did Salem, but he was funny. He was in a lot of things in the nineties. Nick something. He did a lot of voiceover work and uh. Of course, well, being Salem, he would I'd like to voice actor, but I'd uh, like to see a roast off between Salem the cat and Triumph the insult. Comic. Triumph, oh, Triumph would no, Triumph would destroy. Oh, I know, but Triumph is one of the best. I love Triumph. Yeah, he he actually one of the few people to own him. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I'm up with your leg. I love Triumph. Uh, I have been able to introduce all of my kids to Triumph, which I'm happy for, and they all really like it. Some of it's inappropriate, but some of it they don't get. They just laugh because I'm crying when I'm watching it. Yeah. TV Funhouse, I'm just saying. So, um, okay, with wrestling, we'll talk some wrestling here for a second. Since we are listed as wrestling podcast. Well, you know what? I think it's it's, it's wrestling-related. We, we do. Yes. But part of the fun of what we're doing now is we're just talking, and we're having fun. And a lot of people don't get to hear some of the conversations that we have. And a lot of times I'm like, man, I wish people could hear this. This is pretty funny. Now they're actually getting to. So that's kind of how I think about it. Like when this is all over, we totally just need to record us on a wrestling road trip. Oh, absolutely. Think about our wrestling road trips as they get out of hand quickly. And uh, we talk a lot in in quotes. Yes, but we do actual conversation, pretty much. But I think if anyone has any kind of like small knowledge of movies, they'd be able to kind of follow it to a certain degree. One, until we start getting on like Norm Macdonald stuff, and like we're quoting like Dirty Work and some of his stand up, people be like, 
what are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean I've got now he's got the chainsaw and he's using it on me? Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I just just put the fish under the plant. Let's go. It's like, dude, come on, let's go. <laughs> Mildred. Mildred. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not my name. Oh, I know you never told me. I was just guessing. <laughs> such, such a, dirty work. Great movie. Such a great movie. That is a must-watch movie during quarantine season. For anybody that loves comedy, watch Dirty Work. You may not like it the first time around, but I promise you the second time around, you're going to love it. Like, what are you doing? Playing some fighting uh, some fighting music. Street fighting man. G7. G7. <laughs> you push G6. <laughs> if you like pina coladas. He's like, don't. Uh, fun fact, when Josh and I started to tag, we actually were going to have, he he does a Irish necktie, and I do uh, what I call the delirium, which is a cobra clutch into a front face buster, and we were actually going to call it G7. Yeah, such a good... But nobody would take it from us. <laughs> or, <"Nuh-uh." laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> we made a few people take it, <laughs> inadvertently, maybe. <laughs> like, they're like, wait, what are you going to do? I'm going to smash your face in his knee. As hard as I can. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, no, no, no. As hard as I can. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you this. Welcome to the business, kid. Ah! Uh, CM Punk one time said, uh, he goes, people hate taking my good to sleep. And I asked him, I said, why? He goes, because I really knee him in the face. <laughs> he goes, I don't mean to. It just happens. But I always knee everybody right in the face. And I was like, yeah, makes me makes me just want to jump in line and take that one there too. What the I got next, boss. <laughs> hey boss, hey boss, won't you need me in the face? <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. I uh I don't know. That's why a lot of people are always like, all right, I'm gonna do this one move that I've never done before. And I'm like, no. You're not well, nope. <laughs> Not in our match. I mean, are you turning on? Looking too, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been watching Marty Skrull do this. Nope. Nope. I've been watching Marty Skrull too. You're not going to do it. Oh, God. I tell you what you can't do. The cross face. How about that? Do the chicken wing. There you go. And uh, I-, I tease him about this all the time. And I give him credit because he's always trying to think of new things. I, I-, I give him credit. But Jeremy Foster is the king of like, Hey, I came up with a new submission. I'm like, okay. Yep. And first I'll say, let me show it to you. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like lay down. I'm like, well, how am I going to see it if you're doing it on me? You have to do it on someone else so I can see it. And he's like, oh, okay. And they'll tie somebody up and he'll like have both their hands and both their legs. And he's like hog tying them in this weird position. I'm like, great. How are they going to get out of it? Oh, there is no getting out of this. I'm like, who was it that we had, uh, when he put on his version of the the uh, Texas Cloverleaf and Sharpshooter. Yeah, but he forgot how to do it in the match. Yeah. And yeah. you were sitting there going nuts. Like, he forgot his own move. Yeah, because he kept building up to it. He's like, hey, man, make sure you're watching. I was like, Foster, I'm going to be watching, I promise. And then I turned around and did his own move in that uh, in that tag match against Damon yes, and Johnny. That was hilarious. And I was like, Foster, tell me how to do this move. I watched him do it one time, realized, okay, I can switch it up slightly because let me tell you guys something. I don't know if you know this. 
your your fake ass submission moves, there has to have an out yeah. to it. There has to be an yeah. out. Everybody's like, man, I'm a submission specialist. No, you're not. No, because as soon as you put that on me, I'm gonna immediately find a way to for you to let me go, and then I'm gonna choke your fucking ass yeah. out. Yeah. That, see, that's that's the thing though. Like people don't understand that. Like, there's always there always has to be an out. There has to be an out. Because if there's not, yeah, then okay, Jason Bourne, you gotta yeah, know that. If there's no out. Then whenever you put it on the mat, it's all matches over. Match is over. No one can ever get out of this. I mean, okay, watch this. My new finisher is I zip tie your hands behind your back, and then I zip tie your feet together while they're crossed. And then I duct tape your mouth and throw you into a trunk. That's my that's my submission move. Like, well, how am I supposed to get out of that? I'm like, you don't. It's a, that's the end of the match. I back my car into the ring. You're in the trunk. Hey, over, y'all holla. Yeah. We I win my count out because you can't get out of the trunk to get back into the ring. I win every match. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you book an ambulance match. <laughs> and we, call, we call that Jimmy Hoffa, by the way. <laughs> He's never seen from again. That's the ultimate way to write somebody off. I've got a new gimmick, <laughs> John. We got this. <laughs> yeah, if, if a booker ever says, I, I want you to be like a a Jimmy Hoffa type, you're going to have about a two month run in that promotion. And then you'll never be seen again. Uh, you end up in the Meadowlands. Yeah. And not the, not the, the arena. <laughs> oh no. And then we'll be listening to, if you like pina coladas. Yeah. All right. Or just better fight scene. Dirty work bar fight scene or back to school fight scene with Rodney Dangerfield. See, I like the Rodney Dangerfield one, but that's not even the best part of that movie. One of the best parts in dirty work is the fight yeah. scene. Cause we literally have note to self, learn to fight yeah. as he gets thrown out of the window. The best part. See, to me, the best part in uh, back to school is him and, uh, his uh, Old comedian passed away. Sam Kinson. Yeah. When he's talking about being in uh, Korea in Vietnam. Oh yeah, it was great. That's that's a great scene. I made my girls watch Back to School with me. They did not like it. And the things you could you could get away with with PG movies back dude, in the day. That was, dude, in in Dirty Work when they're working at the movie theater. He's like, huh, what are you laughing at, Tubbs? And like, <laughs> just fucking, oh. Uh, oh, God. The greatest monitor. Yeah, Don Rickles has the greatest monitor. He was form. going off on them. And that was so good. <laughs> nope. Anybody wants to have a good laugh? Watch any of his fried roasts. <laughs> sucking up the sand and stuff. Well... To keep these short for easy listening, I'm thinking that we should probably start to wind things up. We're at the 35-minute mark of the listening enjoyment of Note to Self. Hopefully, everyone's been uh, enjoying our randomness as much as we have. And every episode is going to be like this. I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody that. Yes, we will have some common themes, and we might go, you know, certain things here, certain things there, but we're going to just try to keep this as silly, fun listening 
a, a mind, a look into the minds of O'Hagan and the Wicked Nemesis. And it will definitely be uh, in the Western Hemisphere of wrestling. Uh, yeah, definitely. Western Hemisphere is where it's at, baby. Where it's always at. So, one more. Note to self. Josh? Uh, note to self. Alcohol wipes are not a suitable substitution for baby wipes when you have diarrhea. Note to self. The cat can be used as a baby wipe. True. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Note to Self. I'm the Orc of Ominous, the architect of intellect, the necessary evil, the wicked nemesis, and my tag team partner, Joshua O'Hagan. Thank you all. Good night. Good luck. Don't be a maybe. Be a definite. Oh, wait. Wrong show. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.